Hello everybody, I'm Blakey Beers and you're listening to the great apotheosis of a bombast with Scott and Alton in your ear holes. Stand by for action. I love cowboys. I don't want to see willies. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 99, the last of the double digit numbers, I think is. Yes, I can't think of any other double digit numbers. Uh, of Apotheosis of Old Bombast, I'm Elton Manus, all the way over in England, and with me, as always, is Scott Cooperman in the USA. You must be a relative of mine. Hello Mr. Cooperman, Hello, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, and uh, a very merry holiday season to all the Coopermans, Barnes, um, the McManuses, you know, the, the entire crew of, uh, let's see, what would be Amanda's mispronounced last name? Uh, it, it, well, her name is Nesbach, so it could be Nesbach or Nesbitch or Nesbit. <laughs> I don't know about the second one. That's a bit of a stretch. That's It's happened. Like, Trust me, uh, it's happened. And it's flipping hilarious when it happens. I could see if someone misreads a vowel, you know, I-C-H. But if you were going to read a name that way, don't you pause for a moment and go, oh, I better be sure. Um, no, I'm kind of getting used to insulting people. It's kind <laughs> of more fun, really. Well, yes, well, hello. And yes, it is our uh, most likely ultimate show of 2011. Yeah, we're saving episode 100 for 2012 so it may not ever happen but well, it would be like a birthday one as well if it's done in January then it's a kind of birthday celebration haha yes. <laughs> we've done three years and guess what we've only given you less than two years worth of material oh, I disagree. <laughs> more than 30 episodes a year is plenty for something for free that takes quite a bit of time to put together yeah god damn it stop moaning <laughs> But uh, yes, I'm here, doing well. How about you? Everything fine over there? Fine. I'm at, at present. I shouldn't do it. I'm I'm sticking a Rocky in my mouth, which isn't a um, middle-aged boxer. It's a chocolate bar. So uh-huh. I'll put that down. Sorry. Um. Yeah, doing well actually. Um, things are on the up. Everyone's happy and fine and dandy and looking forward to the roll down to Christmas. Yay! <laughs> Any snow yet, or not quite? No, nothing yet. Oh, we had cold rain yesterday, mm. and apparently a couple of cars collided on a bridge near us, and because it's it's like like well windy and stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's about it really. No cows falling from the sky, no frogs or anything like that. Not yet, anyway. But no, it's good, good. Yourself? I'm good. good. No snow here yet. We had that one freak storm uh, many weeks ago. Mm. You know, when it was it was warm, warm snow, warm, warm, warm. But uh, no, so far it's it stayed green. Yeah, I'm looking forward to white. I like to have white at Christmas personally. Oh, I love them, man. But I'm also looking forward to the appending apocalypse as well. So it could be the calm before the storm. 
I suppose. Acid snow. Then you don't hear much about acid rain anymore. Remember? Are you old enough to remember? Like acid rain was a big nuclear fallout consequence, and yeah, 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 I remember that. Never hear about it really. No. Um. No. Uh, uh, Yeah. No. No. Never hear about it. I would think after all the uh, there was like the reactors in Russia and and here in the United States where there was a bit of a leak and then all that stuff going on in Japan this, this past year perhaps there would be some some noise about acid rain coming but I don't know that was in February wasn't it or was it in January the uh, Japanese one I don't it, remember it all of, it's all of a sudden gone really really quiet about that yeah it was on the news bang 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 all the time and then all of a sudden stopped and then I think you saw the Prime Minister or a, a high uh, dignitary from Japan and he was drinking the water and he looked really sheepish as he was drinking the water he had a big glass of water looked at it funny he's like yeah I, I have to drink this in front of the media took a swig mmm nice water and then he had to finish the rest of it <laughs> and you just saw him roll in his eyes go oh my god I really have to actually finish this glass of water otherwise no one's going to believe us but yeah that's um I haven't heard much about that to be honest no, I'm, I'm I just quite remember the big, the big maps where they show like the how the cloud will spread over the entire earth over the course of like three weeks hmm if you're in the southern hemisphere you can see it ripple around you and We've all got to move to Peru. We've all got to go to the mountains of Bolivia. But when something like that out of your hands happens, you just can't. You just have to lay down and take it, really, don't you? When something on a global scale like that happens, you can't do anything about it. They can't get a big Tesco's bag and scoop up all the bad material in the air and then just bring it back down to earth. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of, I, I remember seeing something on one of the scientific channels of, uh, they were like synthetic trees that someone was creating that kind of absorbed carbon out of the atmosphere. It was the idea that was that it could combat global warming. There were these fake trees and basically served as, as like a filter for the environment. I'm sure it could do something similar if you had enough time to combat the acid rain storm cloud that comes mm. across the earth well surely it's better to sort out the actual disease than go around trying to create a silly little cure for it get it at its root instead of you know everyone walking around wearing charcoal jackets yep that used to always be part of how they they talked about uh, alien planets too with acid lakes and mercury rain like that mm. it was so so different than Earth. But have you seen that more and more they're saying they're finding Earth clones out there? Yeah, I'm not that I'm skeptical about it, but Yeah, I I'm uh this whole idea of measuring the wobble of a star or how like it blinks slightly because something passes in front of it. It'd be one thing if they said, Well, we aimed the telescope and we can see there's something significant out there but when you're talking about something the size of a pixel and you know oh the luminosity of star 4332 decreased by 0.1% therefore there must be a planet of this mass 
Well, they have to have three wobbles, don't they? Or three passing in front of... Uh, yeah, three planet passes in front of the sun. Or the the star. Yeah. For it to be confirmed that there's something actually orbiting that star. And then they have to take calculations on the light coming through the atmosphere of that planet as well. Yeah, it's there's just so many things that seem to come into play and I, I find it hard to believe that over that distance we can make such precise measurements. And NASA always seem to have artist impressions of that planet already and oh, yeah. raring to go, don't they? Yep. This is exactly what it might look like, guys. <laughs> that must be an awesome job for like a an art major. I remember talking to someone, um, might have been on like a career day, and you know, you had to go and, and visit certain certain people to give a speech, and this one was someone talking about art major, and they're like, well, you're not all going to become painters. You might might end up being a uh, artist for a textbook, you know, the person who draws like the, the leaves and the uh, skeleton and all that kind of stuff. And so somewhere out there is someone is a kid who just dreams of being the planet artist. It must be well easy to draw planets. Are you sure it's got a streak a streak of blue in there? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy, man. It's a big circle with lots of stars around it and possibly some rings and maybe a moon or two. Yeah. And Purpose. if you want to make it look uh friendly, then you add a bit of green and a bit of blue and some clouds and a bit of ice. Easy. <laughs> Well, easy. And you get to make your own continents. And you can say, that would be my country there. And really, when you do stuff like that, it it uh, dominates. Like, the people who made the first maps of the moon and the first globes and stuff like that, whether they had NASA's endorsement or not, they were in all the classrooms. And, mm. you know, you just, you had this impression of that's what, that's what the planets were like. Are you talking about Galileo? No, just like the the posters in your classroom, like of, uh, of like Saturn. Mm. You know, the way Saturn was drawn is just that's what everybody pictures. Well, I I think that's what's missing nowadays. Maybe that's why the whole generation is going downhill. Do you remember them sort of posters? They were actually hand drawn, and video covers were hand drawn. Yep, like the old Asia and Yes albums, and well, look at. Indiana Jones and um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's mm-hmm. hand-drawn. Yeah. Brilliant. I think we should go back to that. Maybe that's the decline of them has seen more war around the world. Let's go back to hand-drawn video covers. Pencil sketch can save the world, huh? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, that's my Christmas wish for us all, that we go back to a, a simpler time of pencil sketch... And artist renderings. <laughs> Although that's that is coming back in cartoons. You know, we've kind of got really, really close to the um, like the Clone Wars type of of computer animated characters. For a little while, they tried to get very photorealistic. What was I think we talked before about some of the movies that tried too hard. Yeah, and then they got a little more cartoony but it was still computer drawn and now it seems to be getting back to old style animation with unrealistic looking characters and they probably still use computers quite a bit but at least it has that pencil look to it 
Yeah. Well, I, I saw an episode, or a little bit of an episode, of the new Thundercats today. And that looked quite good. I haven't seen the whole thing to actually work out what it's like. And I, to be honest, I can't really remember the original either. I remember it was kind of in the vein of the Transformers uh, look and G.I. Joe look. Mm-hmm. But apart yeah, it from was, that, it I was can't the uh, larger action figure kind of big bulging muscles, somewhere between G.I. Joe and, and He Man. Well, He Man was. It didn't have that feel. Obviously, it was probably a different production center. I don't know. It might not be. With but... He Man, it always felt like the backgrounds were separate from the the actual characters. You know how they, they do the clear transparency on top? Yeah. Like it, it had that kind of feel to it. Wait, to it, it felt like, you know, motion caption now where they stick a load of bubbles mm-hmm. all over a guy and make him run. The animation of He-Man, because you'd have like a diagonal run of Adam or He-Man running past you. And it looked really real. The animation was really good on how he actually run. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you look at Snow White and the movements of yeah. Snow White, it's just perfect. And I always thought that about He-Man as well. They're quite a couple, He-Man and Snow White. It's a true royal family. And they'd have, they've got the cat built in already. Everyone knows the superior animal is the cat as well. Oh, I'll tell you what. Today, I was behind a, a car, and they had two dogs in the back of the, uh, in their boots. Mm-hmm. And they had a big, big slobbery dog. God knows what type it was. It might have been a Gordon Setter or whatever it was. And they had a tiny little dog next to it. And the tiny little dog was licking the drool off the big dog. Oh, gosh. There we go. The cat is a superior animal. That says it all there. Yeah, it does say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to someone else's issues. Okay, go <laughs> Yeah. Is there did you find any news in your in your uh online searches? Uh yeah, I found a little bit. There's obviously lots poking around at the moment. Uh let me send you this first one. Sure. This one is entitled Sticking on the Animal. Uh, subject, by the way. Shepherd who bites off lamb's testicle at a special farming event is hit by a violent food poisoning bug. Now, uh, I don't know who does this um, program, uh, Dirtiest Jobs. Do you ever watch that? Yes. Uh, what's his yep. name? Mike Rowe. Yeah, he does uh, automobile commercials too here. Oh, does he? Yeah, like Ford trucks. Uh, he, he's a kind of a man's man, isn't he? Baseball yeah, that's cap. The, that's the idea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he he went on to a, a farm, God knows when, and they were showing him how to castrate a, a sheep and dock its tail and muck up its ears so you Ugh. so you know that they're yours, I'm assuming. And the technique that this guy had, they they had the lamb, they put him on the fence with these balls hanging up in the air. The farmer grabbed the balls slit the balls, and then pushed them. Kind of like if you had a baked potato and you wanted all the potato to come out the skin, you could cut across the top and then push it from underneath to push all the potato out. And these two little testicles were dangling around, and then he proceeded to bite them off. And he said, well, you know, that's that's how they do it. If I haven't got a sharp knife, then that's how I do it. And two guys were actually infected with a uh, a disease after doing this. 
I've been listening from a distance. I had to take the headphones off. It just got to me too much. <laughs> but I did hear it. I did hear it because I, I couldn't just ignore you completely. That's fine, though. No. <laughs> it was like somehow making it, holding the headphones at arm's reach and listening with that, like, uh, very tinny kind of sound made it better, like as a, a protective screen for me. Yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. The words no. are still going into your head. I know. You I'll can still hear them. I won't go over it again. No, you don't need to. I heard it. Uh, doctors, try, uh, when doctors tried to establish how the two men came to be infected with the same rare and severe bug, they ran through a long list of possibilities. Neither man had eaten poultry or unpasteurized dairy products, which are common sources of the virus. They did not live together or share food or water, and no one knew became ill either. No one they knew became ill either. Test, test labs of the virus revealed that both men were suffering from exactly the same particularly rare strain of the virus never before recorded in the state of Wyoming. I don't know why people would do this. No. Surely a knife is just good. <sighs> so it's, it's probably, oh, look, look what I can do. It's I'll bet like, they do it again. I'll bet it's like, despite this, they will choose to do it this way again. Mm-hmm. It's... It's like the guys who put maggots in their mouth and say yeah, they're warming them up for the water. <laughs> Have you got your headphones off again? <laughs> no, they're on, but I'm squirming. I've never seen anyone do that, though. No. Well, I would hope not. I can't see that making much difference. If there are any fishermen who actually download podcasts and listen to this, let me know <laughs> if you actually do that. I'll be amazed if you do. Should we move on to something else? Yes, please. Okay, Kaki. Here is every single word you're not allowed to text in Pakistan. The, the Pakistan Telecommunication Authority doesn't want Pakistanis to be able to text the following words to each other in fear that they will become rapists, murderers, or something. <laughs> so it banned them, and here are the words, and here's a whole list. How many... How many words are there? I think there's a thousand words that they've actually banned. Oh, a thousand and nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should we go through some of these without sure. offending anyone? Sure. All right, you start at the top, I'll start at the bottom. Well, I'm, I'm actually poking through looking for ones that don't seem that bad. Well, like slant. You can't text the word slant. Yellow man. Six, 69. 666. Showtime, you can't text. VD. Up the butt. Pooper. <laughs> Two-bit whore. Nipple. Strip club. OU812. Hang on. Oh, I see you 812. Why can't you uh, text that? That's ridiculous. Oh. Nookie. You can't text Nookie. Nope. Love goo. Obviously all the, the F words and... Yeah. Lotion. Limey. Kumquat. PW... <laughs> Well, kumquat. Uh-huh. Lead. P-W-T. Hang on, right, I'm going to have to type in what P-W-T is. Hole. You can't type the word hole. H-O-L-E. Pen World Table. Pro Wrestling Tournaments. Headlights. Park World Tour. Sorry, I'm just... What does P-W-T mean? <laughs> you, can't, you can't type glazed donut. You can't type glazed donut. No. That's ridiculous. 
What happens if you want to text, hey, fancy coming over for some nookie and some glazed donuts? You can't type dome because someone might think it means doomy. Master Blaster. Love Pistol. Lesbi Friends. And there's a load of others. Oh, yeah. There's over a thousand in there. Kmart. You can't text Kmart. Please get me some lotion at the Kmart. You can't, you can't ask that. Yeah, you couldn't say that sentence at all, could you? No. Especially if you put ass clown at the end of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's an interesting list. Yeah, good luck searching through that, guys. I love it. <laughs> and so I said, you'll never make the charges stick unless you find the bodies. Well, it seems we have company, mate. Ah, yes. Welcome. I'm Lee. And I'm Darren. And together we are... The, the Black Dog, Dog Podcast. So, old chum, I'd like to ask, as I'm sure many of our listeners would too, what exactly does the phrase Black Dog mean? Well, I'm glad you ask. A black dog is a blanket that smothers one's emotions, crushing them down into a colourless pit of despair, self-loathing and manic depression wrapped around one's cold, dead black soul. That sounds like one of our nights out. Ha <laughs> No, seriously, I will kill again. So, tell me about the Black Dog Podcast. Well, I'm happy to tell you that the Black Dog Podcast is now pouring of ideas, news, rose-tinted specs, and shitty superheroes that's updated every week for our listeners out there in cyberspace land. In short, it's a single ray of sunshine in my otherwise pitiless barren existence. Sounds great. So what you're saying is this podcast is a forum for you to express yourself, your thoughts and feelings, to ease the pain of your hollow life. No. That's what this handgun and bottle of scotch is for. I'll drink to that. Chin chin. The Black Dog Podcast. If you're not listening to it, I'm going to come to your house and attack you in the night. Do I want to see this link or is that something else? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, this is the next story. Uh, this is five fish clearly designed by a madman. This is just going back to the, the funny old fish and getting off of you know, rude words. What we have here is a collection of five, fi five fish that it's just baffle belief, really, and there's lots of teeth and lots of jaws and weird, weird stuff. Uh, at number five, we have a, a sawfish, which is like, it's kind of like a, a flat-nosed fish, which is probably, the nose is about half the length of his body, I suppose. I never understood those, because... It's not like they, they don't function like a normal saw. You don't go back and forth, do they? Or do they? Do they somehow... In the cartoons, they do. Yeah. The electro-sensitive pores are designed to help the monster detect the heartbeats of other fish hiding on the floor. Oh. But they look like killer fish, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. They all live at the bottom of the ocean, pretty much, right? Like... Mm. Well, number four, we have the viper fish, which is the classic scary mofo with the big teeth, the big eyes. And the teeth are actually see-through on this thing. So when they're down in the depths, other fish can't see them. Not that they're going to go, bloody hell, there's a fish with big teeth. I better stay away from him. That's the one that attacked uh, Nemo, or Nemo's dad. Right? That's it, yeah. 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 Now, 
the next one, number three, the tiger fish. It looks so photoshopped. Yeah. It's kind of like a huge carp with a dragon's face on it. Yeah, or like a wolf's set of teeth stuck in its mouth. Yeah, well, the second picture down, it's, it's got drips coming off the teeth, and they just look like they've been stuck there. But, man, that's a beast. Uh, the needlefish. Now, apparently this isn't... A lot of people ask why this is scary. It's, it's just a, a normal tiny fish with yeah, they're a not long... Very big. Not very big, but when they're flying through the air towards you, uh, they're pretty bloody scary. At first glance, the fish looks the way you'd expect the animal named a needlefish to look. They're not horribly big, ranging in size, ranging in size from two inches to three feet long, and they are skinny. So you wouldn't imagine anyone giving a second chance, second glance to an animal you could throttle with one hand. Sure. The thing has two jagged spears for a face, but as long as you're in the boat and it's in the water, what's the worst that could happen? The answer? It could jump out the ocean at 38 miles per hour and stab you in the eye. That's what. Or the throat or the chest or the brain. Right. Entire schools of those fish have been known to speed toward the brightness of boats or the sky, jump onto boats and spearing passengers. And at number one is our one of our favorite fish from... Probably Tomb Raider 2, I'd imagine. The Mora Eel. I encountered this bugger so many times. Horrible things. I don't like how they look. They they are like a puppet, though. Just this giant head with fangs. Yeah, well, they, they say uh, it's kind of like the alien from Alien, funny it's enough. It's like a mouth within a mouth? Yeah, it's just a set of jaws inside its mouth and when it opens up it can bring them forward and grab its prey and drag it straight down into its throat ah, yeah so stay away from them yeah. I mean I, I like going to the aquariums and seeing some of the weird fish but then I can't think too much about the fact that they're out there when I'm in the ocean yeah even though they're going to be miles away from you and possibly miles deep as well yeah uh Last story of the year, I suppose. Unless you've got anything right. else to go on with this. No, no, story, no. Okay. Are you a fan of supercars or cars in general? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a supercar crash. Uh, supercars crash creates two million pounds of scrap metal. Now, this was in Japan. It, uh, a multiple car crash in Japan created an estimated two million pounds worth of scrap metal. Twelve of the 14 cars involved near a place in Japan were supercars, including eight Ferraris, two Mercedes, and a Lamborghini. Reports suggest that the crash happened after a Mercedes was driven the wrong side of the road on an expressway. That'll uh, do it. Yeah, too right. Among the vehicles were two Ferraris, oh, sorry, two Ferrari F430s, two 360 Moderners, two 355s, a Lamborghini Diablo, and a Nissan GTR. Any of them take your fancy? Uh, not after the crash, no. No. <laughs> I used to think that those kind of cars were awesome, you know, and especially they had that futuristic look and all, but I don't know. I'm not, not as interested now in the cars that are so low to the ground and dart-shaped and all. I, I'm kind of drawn more now to the uh, like more sensational-looking ones. Like the old Speed Racer Mach 5, I used to like that. 
you know, I, I thought it had like a cool look to it. And then mm-hmm. I want Matchbox cars that had that. They're not Formula One. I, I don't know what they're called. The uh, the Formula One cars are they have the wings in the front and they get real narrow at the body and they yeah. get fat again by the tail. These were more. Uh, it was like a like a wedge, really. They were the same thickness front to back, um, low front, angled up to the to the tail. More like uh, let's go like, for twenty four hour Le Mans races. Yeah, well, it like a a racing Ferrari basically. Mm. You know, I I used to like those kind of cars, but now I'm now I'm more interested in curves and angles and you know, like the more stylized, like like the Batmobiles, not the new one that that looks like a tank, but you know the real curvy kind of like if you took a a 1950s artist rendering of what a car of the future is going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Rocket car, that kind of thing. No, that's cool. I like the like, uh, the Akira bikes as well. I thought they were quite cool as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind the the Batman car. I didn't like it when it turned into a, a, a motorbike. I thought that was a bit lame. Yeah. But I didn't mind that truck thing. I guess it makes sense. But there was something about the well, the old TV show Batmobile was kind of cool. That was the same style I was just talking about, like the rectangular mm. rocket car. I didn't really care so much for the one that looked like a limousine. That uh, is that the George Clooney one? Yeah, yeah, it was like a long, compacted locomotive engine almost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that to be honest. Um, okay, if you could. Buy any supercar or anything like that. You you had a lottery win. What one would it be? Hmm. I don't know. Like, there's a time when I would have talked about like a DeLorean, that kind of sleek lines and all, but that. Oh, that'd be wicked. See, if I could buy just a regular old car, it'd probably be an obvious choice. But either a Volkswagen Beetle or a uh, the old 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 camper vans. The proper Volkswagen camper, or I don't know. Do you like the old James Bond cars, or do you, or more the I like didn't the I didn't. Sean Connery ones? I'm thinking where they weren't, they looked like regular cars, and then had just I fancy I kind of like the the white Lotus Elise. I think it was the one that turned into a submarine. Mm-hmm. I like that, but only for the fact that it turned into a submarine. See, that makes more sense to me than a flying car, a submarine car. What What was the one? I think it was Roger Moore. He did a jump in a red Mustang or something like that over a rickety old bridge which twisted. Do you remember that? That's not uh, Living Daylights. Not Living Daylights. The one um, it in was, San Francisco. I don't know. Chris, I think Christopher Walken was the bad guy. Oh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you're better off asking the guys from for your ears only about that. Um, but there, there was a jump, a stunt. It was a red car, I'm sure of it, and it looked like some guy from the Dukes of Hazard was sat next to him, and he had to jump over a, a bridge, and the bridge was twisted, kind of twirled, and so he drove the car, and the car did a big twirl in the middle of the air and landed on the other side of the twirled bridge. One of the best jumps ever. Did you ever watch the Cannonball Run movies? Or the Great Gumball Rally? 
Yeah, yeah, I like them. I like those kind of movies. And it was kind of like a real life wacky races with some of the cars. There was a, I think it was like a, I don't know why it would be a Volkswagen Rabbit, but I seem to remember it being like a little black computerized car. Oh, that was wicked with the Japanese guy in yep. it. Yeah. That was blinding, man. That was. <laughs> oh, I'd I'd love to see that now. That was yeah. with who? Who was that famous singer? It was a black dude, wasn't it? Was yeah. Walking around with the 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 guy. They were in a um, ah, uh, black well, suits. Yeah. I can't remember what the car was. Uh. I can't either. But yeah, it was. Uh, I remember Don the Japanese Louise guy. And all. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Mm. Was that Cannonball then? Yeah, those were Cannonball Run. Those Cannonball Run one and two. Then the Gumball Rally was the older one. So what was the film with Burt Burt Reynolds? Oh, was it? I'm thinking of Smoking the Bandit. The guy, the big guy, who turned into a superhero halfway through, going da da da. No, uh, that's Cannonball Run. Oh, was that Cannonball Run? Yeah, he's in oh. that. They end up driving the ambulance. That's it, yeah, and you had Dr. Death or whatever his name was in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 80s nostalgia. Yeah, I might, I might have to try to see that sometime soon. Definitely. Okay, well, yeah, I'm finished for the year then. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, I had a uh, one thing here. I'll let you choose. I have a quiz for you, actually. All right, uh, well, we have two choices. You can go... Um, is it a discontinued Ben and Jerry's flavor or a band that can be found on MySpace? Or I can give you movie titles and you can decide whether they are family friendly friendly PG movies or naughty X rated films. Ooh. I want to go for the ice cream one. Ice cream. Coming up. Because I hate ice cream. All right. Ten questions. So it's uh, either going to be a band that was once on MySpace. Or an ice cream flavor from Ben and Jerry's. Okay. <laughs> Coconut Fever. That's a band. All right. I'll have to wait till the end to see what's right or not. Yeah, okay. This is nuts. Ice cream. All right. Rachel's Brownie. <laughs> um, Ice cream. Yeah, I'm with you so far. Mint cherry. Mm, that could be thrown in there to literally throw me. I'm going to go ice cream again. Mm, I think that might be bad, but we'll see. Caramel sunspot or caramel sunspot. Ice cream. I think that might be banned too. Oh. I'm starting to think they're all banned, so I don't know. Tennessee mud. Oh, God, I want to say ice cream again. I'm going to go with Ban, just for the sake of it. I thought that one was ice cream. <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure. I'm playing along here. Cape Cotter. Banned. Three more to go here. Sweet Potato Pie. Uh, I think that might be a Banned. Two to go. Watermelon Eating Contest. Banned. Finally, apple butter supreme. Ice cream. I like apple butter. Do you know, I think if you asked me these again in a week's time, I'd answer totally different. You got it half correct. Aww. 
Coconut Fever is a band. This is Nuts is an ice cream flavor. Rachel's Brownie is an ice cream flavor. Yeah, it is. Mint Cherry is a band. Caramel Sunspot is a band. Tennessee Mud is an ice cream flavor. Cape Cotter is an ice cream flavor. Sweet Potato Pie is a band. Watermelon Eating Contest is a band. And Apple Butter Supreme, it's a band. Hmm. All right, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself here. Go on in. Ben and Jerry's ice cream or a Pottery Barn paint color? Icing on the cake. Paint or ice cream? Color. All right. Pirate's Cove Peach. Ice cream. Sugar Plum. Ice cream. Lavender Ice. Color. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to change my Pirate's Cove to color, but I can't, sir. You can. That's fine. Cake Batter. Color. Creme brulee. Ice cream. All right. Halfway done. Sweet taffy. Ice cream. White Christmas. Color. (laughs) You're just randomly guessing. Orange and cream. Flavor. Ice cream. All right. Three to go. Turtle soup. Ice cream. Philadelphia cream. Ice cream. And your final question is Tennessee mud. Now, did you learn from your mistake? Ice cream. <laughs> there you go. So this time you got 75%, 9 out of 12. Icing on the cake is a color. Pirate's Cove Peach is a color. Sugar Plum is a flavor. Lavender Ice is a color. Cake Batter is a flavor. Creme Brulee is a flavor. Sweet Taffy is a color. White Christmas is a color. Orange and Cream is a flavor. Turtle Soup is a flavor. Philadelphia Cream is a color. And Tennessee Mud oh. is ice cream, as we know. Hmm. <gasps> I'd imagine the turtle soup ice cream or color would be like a pasty green anyway. The turtle soup is vanilla ice cream with fudge and caramel cashews and a caramel swirl. So it's like a turtle candy. Sounds rubbish. Rubbish. Don't feed your kids on that guff. Feed them wholesome stuff like nuts and watermelons. Well, we'll come back after the new year with some uh, other quizzes. I'd like to revisit some of the cocology stuff we had done in the past. Yeah, huh? Sounds good to me. But for now, I think it's time we wrap it up. I've got a midterm, I got a final exam to take in a couple hours, and some Christmas shopping to do. Oh, good luck with your Christmas shopping. I think I'm all done. So up yours. (laughs) I thought I was all done too until, as I mentioned earlier, offline. I. uh, Started to wonder where the gifts were and realized that somehow the order didn't go through. Mm. So I'll be paying double. N- never <laughs> mind. Should have gone out on Black Friday and got everything double cheap. Sure. Well, 
that's what I thought I was doing. Mm. Cyber Monday and all. Right. Uh, should we do some housekeeping for the rest of the year? Sure. And then we'll salute these guys. Um, quickly, thank you very much for everyone who sent in their hundreds that they'd like to send us. Yeah. If you'd like to send us a hundred um, pirate-coloured ice creams or a hundred broken guitar strings or a hundred microphones or whatever you want to send us you don't actually have to send these you just have to send it on an email it's the thought so we that can counts. play the jingle remember yeah, that that's for all the holidays. It is. it's the thought that counts yes but uh you can send all your um hundreds and possibly thousands to bombastpodcast at gmail.com i am on the twitter i am elton mcmanus scott's on twitter he's shc1970 you can find all the show notes for our show at bombastpodcast.podbean.com. And I can't think of anything else. Oh, uh, we're part of Rogue 2 as well. And there's lots of other wonderful podcasts on there that you can find. And I've got a Redbubble page, which I'm starting to stick up lots of uh, T-shirts on. So please go visit that. Yeah, definitely check those out. Check out our Facebook page. There's a couple of links and stories we haven't looked at. Uh, on on air lately, but we definitely welcome your comments definitely. and feedback and show suggestions. Uh, we need a moral for today's show. There was something that seemed to come out naturally, kind of early on. Yeah, you said it. What did we talk about first? I can't remember. <laughs> That's it seems like ages it ago. It seems like an hour and a Skype crash ago or something. I don't know. It was that pencil sketches can save the world. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm well happy with that. Yes. So go out there this holiday season. When you go to take your Christmas photo, go and pencil sketch. Sit down. Have the family sit still for a couple hours while you draw a nice picture. Stick figures will do. And then stick it on your DVD covers. There you go. And say, there we go, a much better place for everyone. You'll be so happy 40 years from now when that's how you remember that first <laughs> Christmas with a stick figure. That would have been brilliant if they'd done Avatar in pit, in drawing but spent all this money making all these wonderful animations. Making 3D stick figures? It seems like it's coming right out of the screen to you. <laughs> it's not a circle, it's a sphere head. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, this is the last chance. So next time you're here at us, we'll be three years old. It'll be a brand new year. It'll be the start of 2012, the year of everyone dying in December. So we'll have like a uh, an apocalyptic countdown, I suppose. Yes, uh, if you didn't die in Y2K, this is your chance to do it. Yeah, good luck, everyone. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we'll be three. It'll be a hundredth episode and all that shebang. So bring crisps, bring party poppers, bring um, uh, pay fifty p to your mum and dad, and then come in your own clothes instead of school uniform and stuff like that. It'll be brilliant. So sounds good. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll be back very soon. Yep. Thanks for everything, guys. Tell our bye. Tell our bye. Tell our bye. That's a rubbish send off. Um, let's um, say goodbye instead. Bye. Bye-bye.